Have you ever done something crazy? Something you had second thoughts about even while you were in the process of doing it? You talked about it out loud to make it real, but something inside of you still said, you must be joking. That's how I felt the night I stopped taking birth control and prayed the same prayer Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Lord, if you would, please take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. In my new book, Walking on Water, a 21-day devotion on faith, I share my journey through an unplanned pregnancy and how the lessons I learned over the course of nine months will help both you and I to do bold and scary things. You can get your copy of this new book today by going to blackgirlswithpurpose.org forward slash shop forward slash faith. And as a reward for being a part of our Black Girls of Purpose community, you can get your book shipped for free. All you have to do is enter coupon code BGWP. Purpose peeps, welcome back to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Whitefoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls of Purpose. I'm really excited to be back here on the podcast with you all, especially after the feedback that I received from last week. I want to give a special shout out to Shayna Brown, to Desiree Armijo, and Ashley Moore, who all emailed me directly or texted me and said, Brie, oh my gosh, thank you so much. We're so excited about the podcast. I can't believe you did another episode for 2019. And honestly, y'all, Y'all just continue to affirm that this is the work that I'm supposed to be doing, that I will always have a community of women who support me. And I know I responded back to everybody directly, but I just want you to know publicly that your support means way more than you think. I also want to take a page out of my sister in Christ, Michelle's book. She is the Christ Over Culture podcast host, so if you haven't checked out her podcast, make sure you go over there. She has a new website, a new online shop with a fulfilled journal that I personally use every single week to set goals for Black Girls of Purpose and for my nonprofit, Uni Queen, so make sure that y'all check that out. You can go to ChristOverCulture.com to do that, and her podcast, again, is the Christ Over Culture podcast, but I want to actually read one of our most recent reviews. Y'all, reviews are so helpful, especially when you have a podcast, not only for exposure, but it's helpful for us to know as podcast hosts what episodes you're most connecting with or what kind of content you find most relevant. And so I want to uh, read a recent review that we got from The review comes from J. Nicole Creative, and it says, I love listening to this podcast because it seems to have just what I need for the areas I struggle with in my life, from dealing with anger issues, being an entrepreneur, a Christian business owner, to also being a Black woman in business for herself. Thank you, Brie, for sharing your godly wisdom with us for the benefit of our lives, both personal and professional. Thank you so much for listening, J. Nicole. I also want to read a podcast review from Raina Love 
1234 and it says the episode on self-care I really enjoyed. I'm someone who wrestles with anxieties and fears. I'm also a very emotional and introverted person and those four things don't always mix but I'm learning and growing and walking with God daily. I believe I have purpose and I'm a work in progress. I thank you for being a black woman to look up to. Please continue these podcasts. They are a blessing. So thank you so much Renee Love 1234. I really appreciate it. Y'all as I said before these reviews are so helpful for us as podcasters to understand what things you're most connecting with but it's also a phenomenal opportunity for us to be able to talk to you to shout you out on the podcast and really to share with others what you're getting from the content so thank you guys so much and I pray that y'all will also leave a review if this podcast is helpful for you and maybe I'll shout you out next week on the podcast so anyway those are all our housekeeping things I want to get into the episode for this week as you saw or if you might have missed it last week we started a new series called the pain and purpose series and last week's episode was called what to expect when you're expecting and we talked about the three things that you have to do when you're pregnant with a promise and today uh, we're talking about premature promises but you're going to hear me talk about purpose specifically and how when you're pregnant with purpose there are three things that you have to do to make sure that you don't birth that promise or that purpose prematurely. Uh, The verse for today, we're going to actually be all throughout Genesis. We're going to be in Genesis 12 all the way through Genesis 18. Uh, But I think we might even be in Genesis chapter 21. But so make sure you have your Bibles handy. But we're going to start in Genesis 16, 15 through 16. And I'm going to pray real quick and then I'll read. Uh, Father God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord God, to just come before your sons and daughters, Lord God, to share this word with them, Lord God, that you share with me. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to use discernment, Lord God, and uh, understanding that we are blessed to be a blessing. I pray that everybody who listens to this podcast, Lord, is blessed beyond belief, that it speaks directly to their hearts, Lord God, that if there's something in their lives that they need to change, that they will do so readily, that if they've birthed something prematurely, Lord God, that you will still allow them to uh, take care of and nurture that promise, that purpose, that baby until they are fully mature and grown and ready uh, to move on to the next thing. It's all these things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. So like I said before, today's episode is entitled Premature Promises, and we're going to be going throughout Genesis, starting in Genesis 12, all the way through Genesis 21. And so many years pass through these scriptures. I'm going to give you one scripture that's going to be our main scripture and then I'll give you uh, multiple verses as we break down the three points for today. Uh, But I'm going to read one scripture and then I'm going to give you the background of the text because there are a lot of characters in this story, a lot of context. All right. So our main scripture is, so Hagar gave birth to Abram's son and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son Hagar had. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him. And that comes out of Genesis 16, 15 through 16. So as I said, I want to give you a little bit of background to the text. Now, we know Abraham, for those of us who have been in the faith for a while, we know Abraham as the father of faith. In Genesis 12, God promised Abraham that he was going to be a father to many nations. And Abraham had trouble believing it because he was already old in age and he didn't have any children. Nevertheless, God says, no, you're going to be a father to many nations. I'm going to bring many nations 
to come to pass through your specific seed. And Abraham had a hard time believing this. And he said, okay, well, maybe you're going to do it through my servant. And God says, no, it's going to come through your seed. Nevertheless, despite the fact that he struggles to believe, he says, okay. And scripture says that it was credited to him as righteousness because he believed. Now, what I think is interesting about this particular story is that God doesn't just tell Abraham once that he's going to be a father of many nations. He tells him multiple times through the course of Genesis 8, 12 through Genesis 18. And I feel like he knew that he would have a hard time believing because he'd be focused on what he could see. And we talked about last week how we can't focus on what we see, because if we focus on what we see, then we're not going to get the promise that we ha- we were promised because we're having a hard time believing that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. So anyway, fast forward to this promise that Abraham gets and he says he believes, okay, it's credit to him as righteousness. But then we have his wife, Sarah. Now, Sarah gets impatient. She doesn't actually hear the promise that Abraham is given when it's he's initially given it. She doesn't hear it late until later in scripture. And scripture actually says that she laughed at it. But initially, she just knows that she's an older woman, that she's old in age. And she's like, okay, well, I haven't had a baby yet. So I guess it's not going to happen for me. But I know this man wants a baby. I know he wants a son for his lineage to continue. And so I'm going to help this happen. I'm going to give my husband, my servant Hagar, which is who we hear about in Genesis 16. I'm going to give her him Hagar and say, hey, you get with Hagar, you marry Hagar, you have a baby with Hagar, and then you'll have your seed, right? So that's what Sarah does. She puts him together with her servant Hagar. They get married, they sleep together. Hagar gets uh, pregnant and she has Ishmael, who's Also, again, going back to Genesis 16, who we hear about in Genesis 16. And so we're thinking, okay, well, that he's God said he was going to bless Abraham to be a father of many nations. Here's this son that he gave him. So great promise happened. Right. But God comes back to Abraham and says, no, that's not the person that's going to be the reason why you're a father of many nations. That's not the seed that I predestined for you to have that that's not the lineage that I was working on this is your own manufactured blessing I have something else for you and so he reveals that to him at the age of 99 I believe and so between the ages of 86 to 99 God Abraham is still waiting on this promise that God gave him back in Genesis 12 so that's the background context of this text, right? So there are three many three main keys that I'm going to be sharing with you today, and I'm going to be unlock unfolding more pieces of this story. Uh, but the first key that is ha- has to happen when you're pregnant with purpose is that you have to trust the process, even if you don't understand the plan. So I said in the very beginning that Abraham was given this promise, that he was he was it's like he was pregnant with the promise really right he was married to sarah and she was going to be the one to birth the promise but really abraham was pregnant with this promise that he was going to be the father of many nations and so he didn't really understand the plan because he's like hey i'm old in age i don't really know how that's going to happen and what really stands out to me is that even though he didn't understand god still birthed the promise in the timing that he predestined we from 86 to 99 Abraham's around here wondering, and then at the age of 100, he becomes a father to Isaac, which we'll get more into in a bit. But I'm going to read Genesis 15, 1 through 6. So it says, After these events, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward will be very great. For Abram said, Lord God, what can you give me since I am childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? 
Abram continued, look, you have given me no offspring, so a slave born in my house will be my heir. Now the word of the Lord came to him. This one will not be your heir. Instead, one who comes from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look at the sky and count the stars if you are able to count them. Then he said to them, your offspring will be that numerous. And Abram believed the Lord and it was credited to him as righteousness. So that's what I said. I said that he told Abraham, hey, you're going to be a father of many nations. Abraham was having trouble believing, which we can understand because he was old in age. But then God says, no, you know, don't worry about that. And Abraham says, oh, well, maybe it can be birthed in my slave. And God says, no, it's going to be your seed. This baby's going to come from your own body. Right. So we had he had to trust the process even if he doesn't understand the plan now understand even in this verse he doesn't say he doesn't give any names he doesn't say Isaac is going to be your heir Ishmael is going to be your heir he just says the heir is going to come from your own body now what really stood out to me when I was looking at this is just how how easy it was for Abraham not to believe because he was basing his faith on what he could see and we can't really judge him because he's no different than you and me we know Hebrews 11 and 1 says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And we talked last week about how we cannot allow the belief in our promise to be based on what we can see. And so Abraham basically tries to explain to God why this can't happen. And God's like, yeah, don't worry about that. I'm going to run this thing. Which leads us to the second thing that we have to do when we are pregnant with promise or pregnant with purpose. We have to pray that God will increase our faith. Again, Hebrews 11 and another part of Hebrews 11 says, for without faith, it is impossible to please God for the one who draws near to God must believe he exists and he rewards those who seek him. When we receive our promise, this is a time to pray because you can be absolutely sure, sure that the enemy is going to try and come in and pluck out what you have been impregnated with. So you don't believe it at all, or he'll try to make you birth it prematurely. Now, if y'all saw that Hasty Faith sermon series by, or sermon from the Crazy Faith series, you know that Mike Todd said that if the enemy can't get behind you and pull you, or if he can't get in front of you and pull you, he'll get behind you and push you. And so I thought that was so powerful because we typically see an attack is him just trying to keep us from doing something but sometimes he will try and push us into something and so if he can't get us to not believe he'll try to get us to birth it prematurely now this is where Sarah comes in because first the enemy got Sarah to try and birth the promise prematurely and we see this in Genesis 16 too it says Sarai because her name was Sarai first said to Abram since the Lord has prevented me from bearing children go to my slave perhaps through her I can build a family and Abram agreed to what Sarai said now you can look at this verse and judge Sarai who will eventually become Sarah or you can show empathy because honestly she was feeling hopeless she thought this was the only option that she had and so she said well you know if he has to have a baby then and it can't be through me then I'll give him my servant Hagar and I don't want to be the reason why he doesn't have a legacy and it seems good enough right it seems like oh well that's a really nice thing for her to do and I think the same thing happens with us that we get in front of God to birth things prematurely and it seems like it's good enough so you apply for that job that you know you shouldn't be applying for because God told you to wait on him or you get into that relationship that you don't need to be in because you think oh well I said I want to be married by 26 and now I'm 26 and you just want to birth things so bad that you've actually made an idol of the promise instead of focusing on the timing of it and when I look at that when I look at birthing things prematurely I just think about how dangerous it would be if you gave birth the moment that you found out it was pregnant 
it was pregnant. Sorry, y'all. But if you gave birth the moment you found out you were pregnant and not, I thought about this and what God showed me, he said, not only would it be tragic, Bree, he said, but it would be so early that they would actually count it as a miscarriage. If you gave birth too early, the hospital, wherever you were, they would count it as a miscarriage if your baby was birthed too early because they haven't even had the time to develop yet. And so many of us are doing that with our promises that we feel like our promises have been aborted when actually we have miscarried because we gave birth to our promises prematurely. Now, this is the same thing. So let's say you don't have a stillborn, right? I know y'all, I'm getting deep with this analogy, but I really need you to get this. If you don't have a stillborn, if your baby isn't born, like if you don't have a miscarriage with your promise or in your baby, your promise is just born prematurely, then think about the same connections that it has to a physical baby. If a baby is born prematurely, they are more likely to be born with birth defects they are hard it's harder to sustain their life and you need the assistance of others to maintain it so you'll see people you'll see babies who are on breathing machines you'll see how they have to have these specific um, tanks that they're in these little oxygen tanks that they're in so that they can breathe there are all these different difficulties that come when a baby is born prematurely and it's the same thing with our promise and we can look no further than genesis 16 to find evidence of this because in verse 5, even though Sarah was the one who suggested that Abram marry Hagar and have a baby with her, it says that she got frustrated and she told Abram, you are responsible for my suffering. And when I was looking at that, God was just showing me how there is a connection even to children who are born out of wedlock. The children themselves are a blessing, but the circumstances that they've been born into often lead to a lot of stress. They have poor relationships between them and other siblings, which we also see in this story, that there's animosity between parents. People are like, oh, well, you know, you love that baby more than our baby that we have together or oh you don't want to work on our relationship because you're so focused on the relationship that you have with their mom or their dad or whatever the case may be and all those things happen because we give birth prematurely God's like I wanted you to wait to get married to have a, a baby as a part of this covenant relationship that I created but because you did not wait on me because you had sex before you got married and now you have this baby again the baby themselves is a blessing they are a blessing but they come with all these different stresses that were not necessary if you had simply waited on God to birth the promise at the time that he predestined if you waited on him for the baby if you waited on him for the relationship and the thing that I love is that God is so gracious that he still allows great things to happen through our babies that may have been born out of wedlock or through relationships that we weren't supposed to have we know Romans eight twenty eight says all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose and we can see examples of that in Genesis seventeen twenty. God was speaking to uh, his uh he was speaking to Abram and he said as for Ishmael I have heard you I will certainly bless him I will make him fruitful and will multiply him greatly he will father 12 tribal leaders and I will make him into a great nation so he was still gracious enough to birth amazing things through Ishmael, but his perfect will was still that Abram waited on the initial promise that he gave, that him and Sarah would come together and that they would have a baby. And what sticks out to me is the fact that they were married at the time that Abram received the promise. And he's and God said, I'm going to be, I'm going to birth uh, you're going to be a father of many nations, right? But Abram didn't even say, okay, so that means it's going to come through Sarah. He just was the first opportunity that Sarah presented with him to get with somebody else. He's like, oh, okay. And that's what we do too. If, if our husbands aren't moving at the pace that we want them to move, then we say, you know what? I'm just going to move without you because I know that this is what God told me I'm supposed to be doing. And if you don't want to get on board, then I'm going to do it myself. 
you're out of order, that's a premature promise. God wants you to work in covenant with your husband, not out of the timing because you feel like you're growing impatient. And remember, if you're doing that, you're actually making an idol of the promise instead of trusting God. You're making an idol of the creation instead of trusting the creator. And that just won't fit. So that's why you have to increase your faith. You have to pray that God will help increase your faith so you can be purposeful in birthing your promise. So I shared so far, if you're pregnant with purpose or pregnant with a promise, you have to trust the process, even if you don't understand the plan. But you're pregnant with purpose or a promise, you have to pray that God will increase your faith. And I was sharing how initially God initially Satan tried to have Sarah birth the promise prematurely but he also came in after that havoc was already had he came in he tried to attack her with unbelief and so it says in Genesis 18 10 through 14 the Lord said I will certainly come back to you in about a year's time and your wife Sarah will have us and your wife Sarah will have a son now Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent behind him Abraham and Sarah were old and getting on in years. Sarah had passed the age of childbearing, so she laughed to herself. After I've become shriveled up and my Lord is old, will I have delight? But the Lord asked Abraham, why did Sarah laugh, saying, can I really have a baby when I'm old? Is anything impossible for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will come back to you, and in about a year, she will have a son. So initially, the enemy attacked Sarah by trying to get her to birth her promise prematurely, pushing her to get Hagar and Abram together and have a baby. They have a baby. The uh, Ishmael is like 13 at this point because Abram was 86 when he was born. And at this particular passage of scripture in Genesis 18, Abram is 99. He's actually His name has actually been changed to Abraham and he's 99 years old. And so... The first attack, like I said, was getting her to birth the promise prematurely. But then the enemy comes in and he says, okay, let me wreak some other kind of havoc. Let me get her to not believe in what God said. And so she laughed, which seems innocent enough. But in the end, it was showing she did not believe. And going back to the scripture that we said in Hebrews eleven six, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. For the one who draws near to God must believe he exists and rewards those who seek him. And so for her to not believe, she was actually causing Holy Spirit to be displeased with her. And that's why he even called her out. He said, why is she laughing? Is anything too hard for me? And we may think, oh, you know, that was her. She did that. But we do the same thing. We do the same thing. We feel like, oh, God, you can't birth this this business through me. You can't birth a healthy family through me. I can't have a healthy marriage because I've never seen a healthy marriage before. So how can I have a healthy marriage? Or you say, oh, well, Lord, I can't be debt free because I come from a family of people who don't know how to manage money. Or, oh, Lord, I can never be skinny because I come from a family who deals with weight problems, Lord. Or, oh, no, Lord, I can't be free from disease because diabetes runs in my family. High blood pressure runs in my family. Cancer runs in my family. So we laugh. We say, oh, God, that can't happen for me and God says to us what he said to Sarah is anything impossible for the Lord he says do not be afraid just believe and what stuck out to me is that if Sarah had prayed over her promise instead of laughing it could have prevented so many things and I feel like that's why God tells us in Matthew six thirty three, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Not just physical things, but faith. Faith can be added unto you if you say, God, help my unbelief. Help me, Lord. I don't know how you're going to do this through me, but I trust that you're going to do this through me, Lord. I trust that your ways are not my ways or I, I need you to help me maintain my peace. And I know for me that oftentimes my faith is strengthened in moments when I have to wait. 
And that leads me to our final point for today, which is if you're pregnant with purpose or pregnant with the promise, you have to completely surrender your due date. And the scripture for this is Genesis 21, 1 through 2. And it says, the Lord came to Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the appointed time God had told him. Now, I love that last part of the passage, at the appointed time that God had told him. Even with Sarah's panic, God was not pressed. And even with all that occurred between Genesis 18 and Genesis 21, which is Sodom and Gomorrah being destroyed, Lot's wife dies, Abraham lies and says that Sarah is his sister and not his wife. There's a curse on the house of Abimelech. Even with all those different factors, God was not stressed. God was faithful to himself in the way that he is faithful to you and me, even when we don't understand the plan, even when we don't know what he's doing. And it just reminds me of the scripture that we read last week, Isaiah 55, 8 through 11, which says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So you have to understand when you are pregnant with purpose, when you are pregnant with the promise, God is going to allow you to give birth at the due date that he predestined. You don't have to be pressed about it. And even as I thought about this, something that God was just bringing to my heart was how I was concerned about knowing when I was going to give birth. And I think I shared this last week that I was afraid that I was going to miss the sensation that I was going to go into labor and not know that I was going into labor, which is completely ironic because the day that I actually did go into labor with my first son, Jaden, I didn't want to go to the hospital because I had gone to the hospital before and they sent me back home and said, it's not time yet. And so I got to a place where I didn't want to go to the hospital because I didn't want to be disappointed. And it actually ended up being dangerous. I was so close to having something really catastrophic happen in my first pregnancy. Uh, I found out later from a friend that uh, my placenta had abrupted and the day that I had gone into labor and um, apparently my son should have been born with birth defects if he was born at all and I should have died because I was bleeding internally and I didn't know any of those things were, hap- were happening because there wasn't anything that I could visibly see but as God always does, he was just tying it to the spiritual reality. He was like, Brie, there are so many people who are holding on to the promise that I gave them and they're supposed to birth it. They thought that they were going to birth it prematurely. So they didn't, didn't go to the hospital. They didn't work on bringing about the delivery because they're, they think that they're waiting on me when in actuality, I'm telling them it's time, it's time to go to the hospital. It's time to birth this baby. And I actually learned that after a certain amount of weeks, it's actually dangerous for you to have your baby in your uterus. It, it's at your womb actually becomes a dangerous place for your baby. And it's just so interesting to me and how God is so intricate with his timing, right? And the same way people always talk about the earth and how if we were too close to the sun, we'd burn up. If we were any further away from the sun, that we would freeze. God does the same thing with his timing. He knows the exact moment to birth the promise that he has placed inside of you. And so if you trust him, with your due date, he's going to make sure that you give birth when you're due. 
Now, some of you who are listening to this, even with all that I've said, you still are struggling with disbelief that God wants to birth something through you. You're telling him, well, really? You want to use me? You feel unprepared. You feel ill-equipped. And you've convinced yourself that the true labor pains that you're feeling are not actual labor pains, but pressure from society or from family or friends. And I just want to let you know, if that is you, I want you to pray to God for discernment and knowing the difference between pressure from the outside world and the actual labor pains that he is putting on the inside of you. There is a tug, this natural tug that will come when it's time for you to birth what it is that God has placed inside of you. And I know that that's the case for me because that's how I even ended up doing this final series for 2019. I told y'all that I wasn't planning on coming back to the podcast until 2020, but every time I would open up my computer or I would see my, my yet mic or I would look at my headphones I would think you know what I really feel like there's one more thing God wants to say through me before this year ends and because there was that tug that that pressure from God not from the world I said okay it's time to birth this and I know that it was him because I kept getting all those text messages and emails saying oh my gosh I needed this and so if I had just said to myself oh no I said I was gonna wait then people who needed to hear this would not be blessed and I don't ever want to be the reason why people don't get what God has promised them. It's important for you to know that God is not worried about your inability as much as he's concerned about your availability. He just wants you to be an open vessel for him. And I always go back to my birth of my son, Jaden. Y'all, I did not feel like I was equipped to be a mom. I didn't feel like I was nurturing enough. I didn't feel like I had the had the tools or anything. And God first said, well, that's why it's a nine-month process, which we talked about last week. But he is also continually continuously birthing new character traits in me. He develops my patience through my relationship with my son. He develops my even my nutrition habits because I'm trying to make sure that Jane eats healthy so I have to eat healthy. There are just so many things that I didn't have when I was first pregnant with him that I have now that he's about to be three next year, which is completely crazy to me. And so whatever you feel like you don't have in this season, if you trust God and you say, God, you know what? I don't feel like I'm equipped, but I know that your word says that you use the foolish things to confound the wise things and I want you to birth this thing through me if you stand on what his word says in Philippians 2 13 that he is at work within you both to will and to work for his good pleasure if you stand on Philippians 1 and 6 that says I am confident of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus I promise you you will have what you need you do not have to be worried about your baby being born prematurely so you may not feel like you can handle it, but I promise you, if you trust the process like we talked about, even if you don't understand the plan, if you pray that God will help increase your faith, and if you ask him, if you say, Lord, help me to surrender my due date, I promise everything that he wants to birth through you will be birth at the proper time. You don't have to worry about missing him, and you also don't have to worry about your promise being premature. You could just continue to trust the process. Now I have to close out y'all by just telling you that the odds may be stacked against you in the season, but believe me, 
God is the one who can do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ask or think. So many of you know, I have a nine month old as well as Jaden, who was about to be three. And because I had a C-section with Jaden, I actually was a candidate to have a more difficult pregnancy with Jonathan, that there were dangers that did not exist before. Even the act of getting pregnant again was dangerous because a C-section put me at higher risk for having a stillborn or an ectopic pregnancy, which is when the fetus grows outside of the uterus. Nevertheless, though, 22 months later, after Jaden was born, I was going to give birth to his brother, Jonathan, and God already knew that before either of us existed. And what's so amazing is that this birth was scheduled. I knew exactly what to expect, and it was completely drama-free because I completely surrendered my life to God back in 2016 and said, okay, God, I don't feel like I'm equipped to be a mother, but I'm trusting you to do an amazing work through me. And now I'm not just the mother of one. I'm the mother of many, not just my babies, my physical babies, Jaden and Jonathan, But the birth of this ministry, I feel like there's a new wave of favor that I've received as a result of me surrendering my life and my my pregnancy, my fertility to God back in 2016. And so I don't know where you are in your faith with God. I don't know if he's calling you to do some bold and scary things, but I just want to encourage you to trust him. And I know I've said that so many times, even just the past five minutes, but trusting him is everything. I always think about Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, which reads, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will show you which path to take. Even if you don't understand, trust him, just trust him. And I promise you, he will blow your mind in ways that you can't believe. And I just pray that this um, is helpful for someone who's listening. So, Father God, I just thank you, Lord God, for this time to just come and encourage your sons and your daughters, Lord God, and just allowing them to keep the faith, Lord God, allowing them to birth the promise that you've given them, Lord God, at the time you predestined, not too early, but also not too late. Lord, I pray for anyone who's just struggling in their faith, Lord, if they are struggling to believe, I hope that you, I pray that you will help their unbelief, that you will help them to stand on your word, which says that you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Lord, I pray that you will um, just continue to open their eyes, Lord God, to see all the things that you want to birth through them, and that they will remember that you use the foolish things to confound the wise things. It's in Jesus' precious name I pray, amen. So that is it for this week, y'all. Uh, something that I wanted to share too that's really amazing to me is that even with Sarah's unbelief, her legacy was marked by faith. And we know that from Hebrews eleven eleven it says, And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And that gives us the major key. If you want to birth the promise that God is giving you, you have to focus on God, not on your own identity. Now, some more housekeeping things before we close out for the week. I know I talked a lot about pregnancy and purpose and promise throughout this episode. And I want to first say that if you are struggling to increase your faith, I would encourage you to grab my newest book. It's Walking on Water, a 21-day devotional on faith. And it gives just a detailed account of my pregnancy with my son, Jaden, from the very beginning of not believing that I was pregnant, feeling like that wasn't God's best for me, all the way through delivering Jaden 
saying, oh my gosh, God, what a blessing. Uh, I also want to encourage you to check out our Black Girls Purpose shop. I actually have some exclusive gear that I just put up there. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I want you to go and look at it. I'm going to be making an official announcement in a couple weeks. But if you go and check out the shop, you'll see what it is that I'm referencing. I want to ask you to leave us a review. I know I talked about that in the very beginning, but if this podcast is helpful for you at all, please leave us a review. Take a few moments, put the stars, but also just write a comment. I love hearing from you, love knowing who it is behind the review, and I might shout you out on the podcast next week. And then lastly, y'all, I want to offer you the opportunity to partner with us financially. Uh, Everything that we do here is just completely Holy Spirit supported. People talk about being listener supported, but it's really been a Holy Spirit enabling me to do these things. Uh, But he has also put put upon my heart just to ask for assistance uh, for the continued work of this ministry. So if this ministry is a blessing to you, you can go to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash partner. And there are multiple ways that you can give. You can give a one-time financial donation. You can also sign up to be a part of our Black Girls with Purpose directory if you have a Black-owned business that you want us to feature, and we'll share just some benefits like being on the podcast as a business, being in that online directory, and also being featured in our app that we'll be launching, if God wills, in 2020. And there's also an opportunity for you to become a Black Girls of Purpose affiliate. If you get our gear, you have our t-shirts, and you get other people to buy our stuff, then there's an opportunity for you to be paid for every person who uh, purchases something from the Black Girls of Purpose shop. So there are just so many ways that you can partner with us, so many ways you can give. So if any of that is of interest to you, go to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash partner for more information. Thank y'all so much for listening to the podcast. As always, I hope that you have an amazing week. Can't believe that we only have a couple weeks left in 2019.